Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 148, the review for Lightyear. Well hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East and West and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the on 55 and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film related discussion. And I'm back again with another film review and today we're going to be talking about Lightyear. Yep, that Buzz Lightyear film that honestly no one asked for but it kind of just appeared out of the woodwork at Pixar and now it exists. Now I will admit the idea of this film at first was just completely alien to me. I was just thinking, okay, after the last four Toy Story films, we're going to get a spin-off film with Buzz Lightyear that technically doesn't connect to the Toy Story universe and is set in its own sort of unique continuity. People were trying to figure out where this film took place, if this was like, you know, the film that Andy saw or if it was like its own just unique thing. There was a lot of questions up in the air after this film was announced and then when the trailer showed up and the way in which the people behind this film, I think it was the directors or the writers, were trying to answer fan questions about where this film takes place and what it actually is, they didn't help the situation at all, giving sort of, I don't know, sort of odd and... Uh, ambiguous answers that didn't really answer the question at all so it wasn't helpful but when that first trailer came out it was that first teaser i was like yo okay this looks a little darker a little bit more dramatic than i was expecting i was liking the visuals and obviously anytime you're going to use david bowie in a uh, trailer you'll have my heart and my attention and then the full-on trailers actually started showing up and surprisingly I found myself less compelled to watch the film. I don't know what it was about the marketing for these like subsequent trailers after that teaser but it just made me less intrigued to check it out. The tone of it seemed a little bit more comedic, the story seemed vaguely interesting but just not what I was looking for when it came to a you know Buzz Lightyear film and I was surprised at first with the lack of Zerg being in there considering his you know notoriety in Toy Story 2 and being pretty much part of like the Buzz Lightyear lore at least as we understand it from these films so far and when it was coming around to this film's existence I was just like I don't really feel like I'm gonna watch this the trailers have done nothing for me but then certain early reviews came out and I was like mm, this sounds like it might be a little bit more interesting than some people letting on but then I saw a sort of mixed set of opinions and it's just like I don't know now I have to see what's going on with this film and so now we're here I ended up seeing the film yesterday and now I finally have my review to share with you guys so as per usual, I will do my story, characters, and presentation in the overall conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. Alright, and now it's time to talk about that plot and it can be summed up as the following. This film follows Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear along with his crew on a big old ship flying through space. At one point, they are marooned on a planet and cannot leave until they find a new fuel source that can power the ship in order to leave. 
And after many attempts of trying to get off the planet with this new fuel source but failing, a new threat appears in the form of a big robot army who are terrorizing the people of the planet. And it is down to Buzz with a new ragtag group of individuals to intercept the robot army and basically take them out. And that is a way for me to summarize this film without going into the area spoilers. Now, after thinking about this film for at least 24 hours, I find myself conflicted about this story because overall it was decent, but there is a mixture of things that don't quite come together. There are some things I liked, some things I actually loved. But there are also some things that I didn't like at all and just as an overall piece it just made me question how we came to this point where this was the story that these guys wanted to tell. Now before going into this you have to remember that what we know of Buzz Lightyear was mostly explained in the first two Toy Story films. He was a space ranger, an adventurer. He sort of came across as like a sort of Buck Rogers kind of guy, running around in space, having adventures, taking out the bad guy, that kind of thing. And when we got to Toy Story 2, we found out he had a main adversary in the form of Zerg. I guess the Toy Story equivalent of a Darth Vader. And obviously they made Star Wars based references in Toy Story 2, so that only strengthened that connection a lot more. But you understood that those were the fundamental elements of Buzz Lightyear if you are discounting the animated TV show, which I never saw. I mean, I saw glimpses of it when I was on the Disney Channel many years ago, but it was just not my thing. I wasn't overly keen on the art style and just the shift from 3D to 2D animation, it just wasn't for me. But anyway, it was possible for them to go in a different direction and at least flesh Buzz out in a way that would make us understand some of the nuances or at least give us a greater appreciation for the character by like expanding upon his world and characters and to a degree they make it work they definitely flesh out this world a little bit give you a little bit more context for why he is who he is we get to see a little bit of how certain things came to be when it came to uh, why he says certain things how his uniform looks and how he interacts with certain other individuals but yeah, I don't know. I would say my favorite portion of this film was the first third because it took a dramatically different turn than I was expecting. It had a little bit more drama, subtlety, nuance, depth, and some quite like, you know, is it bleak elements that I was not expecting at all, but I was totally here for. But once the film started going and then you got into the rhythm of it, it started to show its standard animated uh, kids film like you know traits essentially there's certain things that happen with characters and story plot points where you could predict where the story was going and even though it had its own unique spin on things especially towards the final act it all sort of played out in a way where you're just like okay this is just you know the standard fare for pixar and the problem with that was the standard material for like you know is it story structure and character beats isn't always a bad thing if it's handled with like you know really good execution but the problem with this film is that it was decent but it didn't dig deep enough one of my favorite things about pixar movies is that they can be so light and fluffy and fun but they can also teach life lessons they can make you feel right in the core of your being and the toy story films especially the second and third films have some of the best emotional content i have ever experienced in any film ever 
And while this film was definitely reaching for that on a couple of occasions where I was like, you are so close, you are catching those feelings right now, but they just don't dig deep enough. And there are certain other moments beyond like, you know, some of those uh, things that I enjoyed in that first portion where they're again, trying to reach for that emotional zenith, but they just can't, they can't hit the mark. They can't get there. And it's a shame because after a certain point, things just play out a little bit more, you know, generically. And then there's that one point towards the, mm, I'm not sure, would you say middle to like, you know, two thirds of the way into the film where a major plot point happens that, you know, changes your perspective, not only in the film, but also just on the mythology of like Buzz Lightyear in general, You're just like, what, how, why, what? And I sort of said that to myself as I was watching the film. And even after the film was over, I'm like, but, but why? This was a, just, just a baffling decision. It's something that just irks me. And I'm like, why would you do that? I, I don't like it. I really don't. And that was the major thing that, you know, was it stuck out to me. Even after the film was over, I called my sister and I was talking to her about it. And I'm just like, the more I was thinking about it, the more it started to bother me. Pixar are smart. They know what they're doing. And while they don't always hit it out of the uh, park every time, there seems to be at least a conscious effort to make things work in a way that benefits the movie and its characters. And this time it didn't. And it also doesn't help that this character, even though it's loosely, it's still tied to a universe where we understand what Buzz Lightyear is as a toy so knowing that he's based on this it's just like well if we're looking back on some of those events from before it changes a few things you know and it's just like I don't like how it feels I don't like how it feels at all no dice this film also has at least three post-credit scenes some of them are joke ones but there is one in particular that actually has some significance so it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they'll have at least one joke one and then you'll have like a more serious one but you have to sit through all the credits. These aren't just post credits, they're end end credits. So sit around for those if you're interested. All right, now it's time to talk about the cast and I thought they all did a pretty good job. I don't wanna dwell on this too much because I don't really have much to say in this department, but I will try to abbreviate. Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear was great. At first, I thought it was a really random choice to have Evans as Buzz Lightyear, but considering that this was a movie incarnation of a character, there's always that sort of difference between having a movie version and a toy version. Sometimes they simplify certain things or get different voice actors. So once I saw the trailers, I got over it pretty quickly. But Evans, he adds like this extra dimension to Buzz where you can feel the drama, the weight on his shoulders to try and complete the mission. He is determined, he's strong, he's cunning, but he also is vulnerable. And I thought Evans was just fun. He was delightful. And his uh, performance works really well with Uzo Aduba as Alicia Hawthorne those guys are partners throughout a certain portion of this film and they have great chemistry and i thought alicia was such a nice character she had such a uh, command of you know is it the screen you could see that she was strong she had like you know is it her uh, stuff together and i just liked her relationship with uh, buzz it was quite nice 
I also liked Peter Son as Socks. Socks the cat was great. At first, when I saw him in the trailer, I thought, oh, here we go. We have your next mascot character that's supposed to be there for cuteness factor. And while the cuteness factor is definitely there, I did enjoy the humor from that character a lot more than I was expecting to. He was great. Kiki Palmer as Izzy Hawthorne was great. She had a bubbly attitude, was very high energy, and was very confident to try and get stuff done, even though she was inexperienced. Palmer was really good in this film. I quite liked her. Taika Waititi as Mo Morrison. He was also pretty fun. He was a bit of a joke character and sometimes he did piss me off. But once they got into the groove of it, I did enjoy the character a little bit more. Dale Souls as Darby Steele. She was great. She has one of those voices I swear I've heard in a number of things. But when I looked her up on like uh, IMDb and Wikipedia, I ended up saying, oh, I actually haven't seen you in anything. But... I really liked her voice working there. And also Isaiah Whitlock Jr. as Commander Burnside, he was great. His voice is so good and while I was watching the film I'm like, I know that black man, I know your voice but I just couldn't tell where it was. And then when I looked him up I'm like, of course, it's Clay Davis from The Wire, of course. Man, it really bothered me that I couldn't figure it out in the movie. But yeah, he's always great in films. I think the last thing I saw him in was The Five Bloods, and he was really good in that as well. So yeah, I liked him in this film. Alright, and now it's time to move on to the strongest aspect of this film, the presentation. No surprise, obviously. Ooh, a Pixar film that has great presentation. Why doesn't that surprise me? You might say. And yes, it shouldn't come as any surprise because Pixar are masters of their craft. Ever since Toy Story, they have gone leaps and bounds trying to perfect their lighting, character designs, environments, and, you know, the nuances of animation to the point where they're just too good. It's almost just like a given that most of their films will look good, but every so often, they'll put something in their films that just makes you go ooh and ah, just a little bit more than you expected to. I think the lighting in this film is Fabulous, and there are certain scenes where you have wide vistas and landscape shots and extreme wide shots where you get to take in the environment, the uh, clouds, the dusty, uh, you know, is it maroon planet they happen to be on, but also in ships. And the uh, color work is really good, especially at nighttime. You really get to feel the sense of loneliness, the vastness of space, and they really have paid attention to a lot of the tropes that come with sci-fi films and they applied it to their artistic talents in the animation as well where it has a nice balance of realism but also that bounciness that you come to expect from 3D animated work it looks great some of the action scenes are so well done with really good camera work and you know was it some nice choreographed action and just some of those like flying sequences have really really good stuff to the point where you could screenshot some of those things and make them wallpapers and they look great yeah just the visual side of things a1 really really good i wouldn't say it's the most uh you know technically impressive film i've seen from pixar because obviously each time they do a new film they find something new to do that looks fancier than the last thing that they've done but i think there were just some artistic decisions that were made in this that made it, you know, was it just really nice, you know? 
But then you have the score, which was done by my guy, Michael Giacchino. You guys already know how much I love that guy, so I'm not going to go and harp on him too much. But safe to say he's great. And this score was especially nice. Giacchino just has this really good relationship with Pixar where he's able to do a lot of his best work. You know, look back on The Incredibles or, you know, his work on Up and Ratatouille or um, what was the other film I was trying to remember? Oh yeah, Coco, I quite liked his score for that as well. And here, he was able to create a score that had that sense of adventure, that sense of freedom, but also trouble, loss, danger, and just uh, levels to it that felt appropriate for the content that you were watching. And much like Giacchino's work beforehand, if you are a fan of his work, you'll start to hear certain similarity to some of the work he's done beforehand. I got vibes of Doctor Strange and especially the work that he did on Star Trek, which was apt considering that, you know, he worked on those Star Trek movies and did a few similar things when it came to having that more bombastic style and having, you know, was it some of the more subtle yet dramatic vocals of choirs involved which I love I love it when Giacchino uses choirs it makes for some really great stuff and I even heard a bit of Jupiter Ascending to a degree but yeah the score was lovely and I'm looking forward to listening to it in my own time it was quite nice all right so now we've reached the conclusion overall Lightyear is a decent film it certainly has elements that make it worth watching when it comes to the visuals, the score, the action sequences and certain aspects of the plot which I quite enjoyed especially towards the earlier side of the film but as the film goes on it falls into that sort of okay slash generic kind of territory that you've come to expect from animated films and it just reaches that sort of mid-tier Pixar film which is okay to watch once but you don't feel the need to watch it again and that's a shame considering that this could have been a fun opportunity to expand upon the world of Buzz Lightyear in a more fun and you know was it lighthearted manner because this film is pretty dire on a couple of occasions and I don't mind when you get a little dark with movies but considering who Buzz Lightyear was and how he was portrayed in those adverts that we saw especially in like Toy Story number one he seemed like a sort of super fun time space adventurer going on adventures and you only get to see a handful of him running off in adventures in this film and that's a shame because I felt that this film should have at least attempted to borrow the vibes of action adventure sci-fi films that we saw from the 80s slash 90s and maybe made a bit more of an effort to try to mimic the technology and ideas of the films of that era because this film looks far too technologically advanced to have shown up in the 90s whether it be live action or animated and there are aspects of this film where you're just like is this really the film that would excite children to become spacemen and buy a bunch of space toys i'm not so sure but you know this is the film that we got and would i recommend it Yes, but with a caveat, I would say if you're on the fence about watching this in the cinema, just wait until it shows up at Disney Plus because obviously you're not paying anything for it by that point. I've seen a bunch of different takes on this film from people that like, you know, just didn't like this film at all to some people that enjoyed it, but not to like that crazy high degree. Your mileage will vary depending on what you're going into this film looking for. But anyway, now I turn it over to you, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen Lightyear? And if so, what do you think about it?
Leave your thoughts in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and all those other places where podcasts can be found. And yeah, I shall be back soon enough with another podcast episode if life allows me. But until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.